Whether it's dismantling the fossil fuel industry, creating a solar-powered utopia, or simply desiring to hear more birds in the sky than planes, this is Idealistically, a podcast where we discuss what we would idealistically want in an ideal world. Hello and welcome back to Idealistically. I am your host, Tomea Gregory, an artist and climate justice activist from the UK, trying to inspire you to think more radically about what you want for the future when we achieve climate and social justice. And yes, I am using when because we have to win, okay? We have to get there and we have to be part of that. I am currently recording this during the July 2022 heat wave in the UK. It is very hot and it is a very confusing, weird time to be a human. It's just bizarre to be experiencing extreme heat in a country definitely not equipped for it, whilst the media continues to portray it as something to celebrate um, and to go to the beach for and to, you know, just act as if this is a really great blissful thing that we should be welcoming this hot weather with open arms. Um, And you know what? For like one day, It's really fun and it is nice to like splash around in some cool water. But after that, it gets freaking terrifying that we are seeing predictions that, you know, we thought would happen in like 2030 or 2050 and has made it so clear that in these discussions about the future and utopias and imagining an ideal world, we have to think of it through the lens of like mitigation and adaptation because this stuff isn't going anywhere. Like the real true impacts of the climate crisis are here. And I think that's something that I've had to come to terms with kind of along my activism journey. Like I think when you start learning more about this stuff, you think, oh, we can stop climate change. Like, you know, that is the end goal is to stop it. And the end goal, of course, is to lessen the impacts and is to ensure that it doesn't get worse. Unfortunately, we're at a point now where we can't stop it. You know, there's no off button for the climate crisis. There's just many things that we can do to put in place to make it slightly more bearable and fairer and just for everyone who's experiencing it. So, yeah, I'm taking that to heart at the moment. And I hope everyone who's listening to this is staying safe wherever you are in the world because this stuff is real. Um, and obviously we have to think of it through privilege as well. I'm in the UK where we're experiencing extreme heat, but it's nowhere near anywhere as bad as some of the other places in the world. Let's keep things balanced though. Let's not get stuck in the despair and let's jump into a conversation of creativity and imagination. I'm really excited to have another artist on the podcast. I always enjoy kind of imagining things through an artist's eyes especially as an artist myself so I hope you enjoy this conversation thank you so much once again to Together Band for supporting this season of the podcast it makes it possible for me to compensate my guests and for all the amazing work that they do but you know what I'm gonna say at the top of a show please be patient with the audio quality I'm trying my best here folks enjoy So would you like to introduce yourself, um, who you are, what you do, where in the world you are speaking to me from? Um, yeah. My name is Ariba Siddiqui. I'm a freelance illustrator. Currently, I'm based in Karachi, Pakistan. 
I go to an art school and I'm in my final thesis year. So currently I'm working on my written thesis and from August I will be working on my proper thesis. So I'm graduating this year, hopefully. And I have a really quick fire question from Together Band who are asking, what is the UN Sustainable Development Goal that aligns most with you and your work? That is definitely gender equality. Because this is something that I talk about every day through my artwork, in my real life. This is something I'm passionate about. This is something I work for. This is something that I dream of, that one day all of the women in my country will be able to have the same rights and same uh, privilege as men around us. So to get us kind of in the mood about imagining an ideal world, do you currently find it easy to envision an ideal world? I know it doesn't sound positive, but it's getting more difficult every day to imagine a world that is ideal, that is perfect. Because when you wake up and you see a lot of injustice in the society that is happening right in front of your eyes, uh, it's difficult to be hopeful, but that doesn't mean that there aren't any good days. After a very dark period of time, there are good days. But it's definitely difficult to imagine a world that is safe, that is happy, that is, that is kind for not just my generation, but for the coming generation. It makes me feel... A little bit of scared, but it also gives me power and motivation to work for a better world. Are there any things that make it easier to imagine an ideal world, even though it is really difficult? And I think like most of my guests honestly come on and, and say very similar things like it's really hard sometimes. Uh, I feel like the women around me and their kindness is something that motivates me. And I honestly, I can't imagine my personal life without other women being kind to me. Their kindness is, even if it's like a small gesture, even if it's just a small line, a small uh, motivational quote that they would share with me and it will motivate me for the rest of the day. So I definitely feel like it's the kindness of other people that still exist, that's still pushing the world to go forward. It's the small things. Closing our eyes, what is the first thing you imagine when you do envision your ideal world, no matter how difficult it might be to do that? I think it's the safety that one day when you go out of the house as a woman, you will feel safe on the street. You will not feel like you're doing something wrong and and nobody is allowed to say anything to you. Because as a woman in a society where it's it's difficult to move freely, it's it's nice to just, you know, imagine that one day I'll be allowed to, you know, travel alone in the middle of the night and I will be safe and I will not have to care, like, who's looking at me, who's thinking, you know. It's very difficult for, even now at this point in my life, I'm somebody who likes to drive alone in the city, but I know that there are times when I have to get back home and, you know, I I have this, this thing in my head that, I, I can't be on the roads on this particular time. This is something that bothers me a lot. I want to be able to drive freely at any time of the night, anywhere in the city. 
So this is something that I would want in my ideal world. Yeah, actually, that was one of the reasons I was like, you are going to be perfect for the podcast because you did um, a piece of art recently. I think it was for Dreams Across Borders um, and I will, I will link it in the show notes. And it was just, I thought it was really important, um, especially because kind of in like, at least kind of in the UK and like the climate movement and stuff, we talk a lot about like being against cars and stuff. And, you know, hopefully we'll, 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 in my opinion, like it would be great to have a world where we rely less on them. But I thought it was really special to include the different perspectives of like actually to have more women having the ability to drive and have that freedom and that safety is really important. So yeah, that piece of art was was really cool. Um, I don't know if you want to add any more on that and the inspiration behind it. Uh, I'd just like to add something that I feel like being able to have a proper transportation system is a big, uh, it's a big privilege. Like from, I mean, I'm speaking from a very personal point of view because in Karachi, public transport is almost non-existent. It's very difficult to get by to even to your school if you are going for public transportation. The the system is not efficient. There's no system at all. So if you don't have a personal car, it's very difficult to get to another place. So I feel like that we, a lot of people, we, we are coming from, you know, a different place. We don't have the same privilege as some other countries. So maybe one day we'll get there, I hope. Yeah. And for, for that art piece, uh, I made that art piece because I wanted to be able to see more women on road because when you're driving alone at night and you see men staring at you from their own cars, you would just feel that I hope there was other, there was this... Even if it just for just one single girl on the road, I would feel safer. There's this one thing that we grow up with that personally, I can't see a car full of men and not feel scared because I'm, I've been traumatized in some senses that uh, a group of men would make me feel unsafe and vulnerable. So that I was coming from a very vulnerable position when I made that artwork. Yeah, that's really powerful. Um, and definitely uh, on the, the on your point about kind of we're all coming from dis- different perspectives, like that's what we need. We need more and to understand the kind of different um, privileges and disadvantages that, that we have. So yeah, definitely a great point to highlight. So, you know, it can be difficult to imagine the good things and what, what we're going to want, but we have to admit there are some things, you know, you've already mentioned like the women in your life who are amazing. Um, there are some things we could keep. So what would you keep from the current world for your ideal version? Oh, this this one is, hmm, this one is fun. I would keep. I really like. I don't know if I, if it makes sense, but uh, I would like to keep. I don't know. I I really like the family system here in Pakistan. Uh, I don't know if you agree with it or not. But I really like how families sometimes come together and have the sense of community that we have. It can be toxic at times, but I I really enjoy being able to connect with our families and be able to have this huge, like all the families connect into a huge family. And this is something that I grew up with. And even though, again, I will point out it can get toxic toxic when it's a lot of people, but this is something that I find comfort in and would love to keep this. It's a huge system and I would love to keep this. 
Yeah, that's really cool. No one's ever given that answer before, so I like that a lot. <laughs> Can you like expand on that more actually? Like what what do you mean when you say like a family system? Like I think yeah, like you say like very different probably in different places what what that looks like. In Pakistan, we mostly live in joint families, we're like extended families. Sometimes the families are too huge to control, but I live with my aunt and I my family, but my aunt lives with us. Uh she's a widow uh, but when i come home she talks to me and she would be asking me about my day and this is something that comforts me a lot uh, and i feel like this is the kind of it's like a family system that you come back home and you have somebody who would ask for like how how was your day and you know it's this tiniest thing and they'll offer you fruits they'll offer you i glass of cold water and it just makes you feel like you are safe it makes you feel like home so this is something because i lived in turkey for 2 months and i was mostly on my own i was just with my sister and my friend so i just realized what a big blessing it is to be able to come back home and have a hot meal ready for you and i like god i miss my life this is something that i would like to keep because this is something that makes me feel safe at the end of the day so this is something i'm definitely taking into the new world yeah i love that yeah i think again it just goes to show like i've said this so many times but it's just it really it, it just it's proving the point that what we want is very simple <laughs> like we're not trying to redo everything like we just want to hold on to the things that are already here and special and family like if you're lucky enough to have a big one that's a very very special thing we should definitely keep hold of this next question kind of is similar in theme and maybe your your answer would be like just home but um can you give an example of something that kind of is already playing out your version of the ideal world if that makes sense like is there a place or an event that happens or i don't know just something that really transports you into that ideal world in reality already I feel like that Dubai Expo 2020 was something that blew my mind. Uh I feel like if we had more initiative like that, uh that where all of the countries were coming together, all the art forces were coming together to represent to uh to just, you know, show the world what they're capable of in terms of art. This is something that that uh blew my mind honestly i really wanted to go and visit it but i couldn't uh and unfortunately it ends today i think 31st march but this is something that i would love to see more uh because art is something that i connect on a very personal level that was something that just that was so fascinating yeah that's really interesting i don't i don't think i actually know much about that but it sounds very cool to like bring kind of global the global art community together definitely and like that again another another reason to speaking about um speaking with artists on here is that i think we creative people have very um like a really great perspective on these things so yeah another reason for speaking with you which leads me to the next question which is about kind of you as an artist getting a bit more personal like what's it like to be an artist at the moment where you are what you're up to um yeah because i think that that obviously influences how we how we see the world and what we want from it 
I feel like me being an artist is something uh, that empowers me and I feel like it empowers me girls who look like me especially since I'm a hijabi and you will find it funny because I find it funny since I'm from a country that that's like heavily religious but uh, when it comes to fashion in Pakistan weirdly we have no representation in fashion we literally have no single hijabi model and it used to bother me a lot because since you know the masses are wearing hijab they're wearing dupattas they're wearing scarves but not a single brand that does mass production of modest clothing and it disturbs me a lot and as a protest i decided one day that you know i'm going to do i'm going to do modeling and i'm going to document it i'm going to post about it i'm going to draw more women who wear hijab so the main character in my artwork is always a woman wearing a hijab So I want all of the hijabis to have this audacity to exist in the fashion world and I want them to know that your hijab doesn't make you any less fashionable and I hope that my art is able to de- deliver that that even if you're a hijabi in a society that that is heavily religious but it doesn't make you any less of anything You can be a model, you can be an artist, you can do anything. Yeah, definitely. I think it just goes to show that like fashion and art, it, like representation should just be representation of humans and all the different ways that we exist. So yeah, that's definitely really important. And I guess like part of your art is very personal and also part of it's like quite political. I don't know if you want to speak more about how you kind of like merge the two in different ways. I feel like I started drawing when I couldn't talk about things that I I was drawing about. So in a sense my art was making me braver that I would just you know add a little line in my art that I wanted to say out loud but I couldn't in real life so I just decided to you know draw it and put it on the internet. So I just my art became that became that medium that would allow me to channel my anger through my artwork. and it was was personal but also political because i was experiencing everything in my real in my reality and i could not really speak about it because there are consequences if you a woman who talks a lot so instead of that i i didn't want to get myself into trouble so i just i just decided to you know put it in my artwork it it's safer it's easier so and i felt like it was giving me power so it was i was just i wasn't just putting my energy into an artwork it was giving my energy back to me also it was a win win situation yeah definitely i can totally relate like i think yeah like you say it really brings like a safe space to dealing with like even if it's not political just like difficult feelings in general like a lot of my my art is focused on like climate emotions and stuff to you know how the climate crisis makes me feel and um yeah it is the one place i kind of go and i can just express myself uh very freely so yeah love that um and you think like have you had a really good response from other like people who follow your work and like how it might empower them it does honestly because sometimes if i'm feeling something and i haven't been able to see it in any books or in any artwork but if i see something that i totally relate with it gives me that 
moment of peace. Like I'm not the only one who feels that way. So I hope that my artwork is able to give people that kind of comfort that I take away from other art pieces, other books. So I hope that I'm able to deliver that to other people. I definitely think so. <laughs> definitely. I guess it would just be great to also know what's it like being an artist in, in your area. It's it's fun, uh, but there's obviously some resistance also because uh, it's not really common to choose art as a profession here, uh, especially when you're a woman. So art world is pretty exclusive and it's not easier to break into that. Uh, but uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to penetrate into that uh, that world, that society. I go to an art school and it's a very small art school uh, because people don't really take art seriously here. And it, it takes you a lot of time and a lot of strength and a lot of uh, difficult decisions to be able to choose this. It's very difficult to make a career out of it here. So... I just, I just, you know, it was like a leap of faith that I was able to take. And not a lot of people are brave enough to be able to choose this, even if they want to, because the jobs are not really, uh, they're not guaranteed. You, you're not guaranteed anything. So if you're doing arts for like a degree and for a career, it's just too risky. But we have to take the risk anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and art is just so valuable and important. And, you know, we'll touch on this in this conversation. Like, it plays a role in how we're going to hopefully build the future and in talking about important topics that, you know, we often find more difficult to speak without art. So, yeah, it's, I'm so glad you are an artist and that you're um, taking on that role. It's, I'm very glad that you were brave in that way. Thank you so much. I just hope that it works out for me in the end. What do you think an artist's role is in building a better world and an ideal future, whether it's your role or just kind of art in general? Honestly, I feel like uh, the artists have the ability to show a new view of the world that we are not used to. So I feel like that artist has uh, an artist has the power to break that kind of uh, that circle that we are going in. Uh, that we are running into so when somebody makes a piece of art that is that shows a different view of the world we are able to just take a moment out of our lives and focus on something that we had no idea existed like for example if I see a piece of art that's about an issue that I had no idea existed and I had no idea that people were struggling about it and look at your art it's something that I had no idea about even though it's something that's building up everywhere in the world. But I had no idea because I was stuck in my life with my own issues. So I feel like the artist can show you something that that is not that is present, but it's not visible to us. So, you know, I feel like artists help us. Heart, the artists are going to help us see something that that is there, but we just can't focus on it. I think it's kind of an emotional thing too as well like the way that art kind of speaks in that way for sure and are there any artists that you kind of admire or 
follow whatever that make kind of tr- again like transport you to a better place and when you see their work i love polly nor's work she draws women and demons and it's just so refreshing to see something like that because uh growing up i always saw women as something that is not as powerful and i had to fight for everything that i needed to get and when i see women in power and especially women in power in art so it makes me feel really really good about myself that i can be powerful i can be i shouldn't say it i can be evil i can be demonic and it just it's just fun so polynor's work then we have jenny holzer she mainly deals with uh, words and her words are so sharp so being able to read something super uh, again super meaningful super evil and knowing that it's coming from a woman it makes me feel super powerful so these two are are my most favorite i i love their work yeah i i will definitely have to take a look that they both sound really great and i love that when you're just like i shouldn't say this but it makes me want to be evil i'm like you know what i respect that <laughs> evil has a negative connotation to it but you know when i say evil i don't really mean you know no no i love that it's kind of like in our ideal world we should get to exist in whatever way we please <laughs> so this is my one of my favorite like fun questions of the podcast which everyone i think enjoys answering um what would you invent in your ideal world and it can be absolutely anything we've had people saying magic wands that will fix all the problems whatever it is what is ariba's invention i'm going to build a city for women no men is allowed in there we're going to do what we want we're going to drive on the road in the middle of the night we are going to just we're just going to have fun you know a <laughs> safe space it's just oh my god it's going to be so much fun now i really want to build one okay i maybe maybe it's a possibility in this current world also architecture is be like specially designed for women if they want a pink house they're getting a pink house if they want a green house they're getting a green house we will have a very cute artsy men free world not that i don't like men i think a great job being men but this is this is something that i actually had a dream about so yeah amazing Um so yeah pink houses green houses whatever color house you want you can have it in this city what else is there are there any other special city of women specific ideas <laughs> I know this is maybe this doesn't make sense to you but but growing up you know when you get made fun of your choices like my guy friends i mean i'm not you know attacking them on anything they're just like they make fun of us like every time i'm trying to buy something they're like is there any option in pink and i know because they're you know brought up like that they think then it's funny to make fun of somebody's choices and even if it's less like you know it just it's a minor little thing so you know yeah if i want a pink house i'm going to get a pink house and uh then i feel like in my city women will be able to dress uh, whatever they want to wear they'll be able to dress however they want they will be able to go to their dream schools they'll be able to go to cycle around they'll be able to basically do everything and be safe yeah you know i'm now like should i have a question where i just ask everyone what their dream city would be like because that's very cool <laughs> 
I love that. And I can very much like imagine it with a, an image in my mind. So I think also you should draw that. <laughs> I would love to see an actual piece of art. That would be amazing. I always like to leave people who are listening with kind of, you know, a bit more of like a point of action. Like what can we do to actually make this real? And obviously, you know, making a whole entire city just for women might be a bit tricky, but making life safer for women, making it more joyful, building our family relationships, all these things that you've mentioned, what do you think are some things we can do to actually put that into practice and make it real? Uh, personally, I feel like uh, if every woman around me was financially independent and she was making her own money, I feel like that it uh, it would have really helped uh, her make her own choices and make a better life for herself. So this is something that I am trying to uh, talk about more and educate uh, the women around me more. This is something I would like to do on a bigger level one day, inshallah. Uh, that uh, I would love to see them making their own money, uh, saving up, um, you know, for bad days and being able to because honestly, if you're financially not dependent on anyone, it's easier to uh, make your own choices. Again, it's a different inside because we are coming from two very different worlds. Uh, this is something that I did not see a lot when I was growing up. Most of the women were dependent on men. And when you're dependent on someone, obviously they make the choices for you. So we have we really need to take that power away from a lot of people if I'm not dependent on someone for money it means that they don't have any power on me so I really want the women around me to take that power back and in their own hands so this is totally possible and a lot of women around me are taking that power back and they are making their own choices and they're making their own money and it makes me feel really happy. So I feel like this is something that is totally doable. It's happening, even if it's slow, but it's definitely happening. That's great. I love I love examples which are like actually already things that can be done. Like it makes it a lot more realistic for everyone to, to take part in. So yeah, thank you for that example. What else inspires you at the moment that other people can go away and kind of delve into? in terms of imagining an ideal world okay my personal inspiration is my sister right now she's doing her thesis also she's a writer Nuru Nahar and I just whenever I'm feeling bad I just go to her studio she's working with words and I just go there read her poetry and it makes me feel super hopeful about my life and so here's a family promo please go read my sister's poetry she's a brilliant writer and her words give me hope oh I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> Where can people find you just to, to round this up? Oh, they can find me on Instagram. I go by Oh Ariba. Thank you so much for answering all those questions and for giving us a, an image of a wonderful city of women. Like I just, I love that so much. Even if that never comes reality, just the kind of like the hope and the joy that comes from imagining that is really special so thank you for sharing that with us thank you
so much to Ariba for joining me. You can find anything that was mentioned in this episode in the description below. You can find me on Instagram at, at Tolmea and the podcast at, at IdealisticallyPod. You can also find me on Twitter under the same handle and the podcast at IdealisticallyP. Thanks so much for listening. Sound and editing by myself and music by Stowe Gregory. <laughs>